And today's topic is, is called paths. And the idea is talking about like the decisions that we're making and the direction that we're walking. Because who knows when you're walking along a path, you're walking in a certain direction, aren't you? And, um, you know, just thinking about this this week and praying through it and even just this morning, like I just... I just get such a sense, like, I mean, number one, just that, like, under construction, that this congregation, we are under construction. Like, we're always going to be, we're always going to be developing and growing and building. That's what we're here for, church. We're never, ever, ever going to get satisfied and go, you know what, this group, this will do. We're happy now. Never, never. Like, we're always going to be building and growing and developing. We're always going to be under construction. It's part of who we are. God's kingdom is about increase and growth. And he wants to, he wants to, everyone out in Penrith, he wants them to know him. And he wants them to be part of a community, whether that's this community or other awesome church communities around the place, you know, it's whatever. We're all building for Jesus. So I was thinking about that, the idea that we are under construction. And I really feel like these 21 days of prayer that we've been having, like God is just constructing something it's like it's a foundation that's what he's actually doing he's I, I we have a whiteboard we've put it out the back but um it's we just said you know as we're praying let's write on there things that we see or visions that we have or things that we feel God speak to us and one of the things that I really sense I saw like a a digger an excavation truck right and he was digging out and I just felt God say that in this season he is digging deep he is doing a deep work within us individually but also as a church he's digging deep so that the foundation that is laid is solid and sure and firm and I just I just sense that that's what God's doing at the moment this construction sort of thing and and with that idea of paths that what path are we on I just um you know, I was, as I first started thinking about it, I thought, okay, making decisions, direction. What should we say? Right. Seek godly counsel. Pray about it. Preach over. Let's have morning tea. <laughs> but like, it's it. We overcomplicate things, don't we? Like, we do make things really complicated sometimes. But when we're in step with Him, because the truth is, church, that when you're when you're on a path, when you're going a certain direction, one of the best things, especially if it's like a rocky path or, you know, a path you've never walked before or maybe it's a little bit dark or something. One of the best things to do is actually to follow someone else, isn't it? To follow someone else on that path. How do we follow someone? We stay close. We listen to their voice. We keep our eyes on them. How do you walk God's path for your life? How do you know which way God is leading? You stay close. You keep your eyes on him. You listen to his voice. But what happens is like little Miss Frankie, our two-year-old, <laughs> when Frankie and I go for a walk and I'm on the path and she's supposed to be following or, you know, by my side, but she's like, stop to pick a flower. And then she's like, seen a playground. And then she's like, you know, gone somewhere else or she's just looking down not looking at mama and all of a sudden she crashes into a pole or whatever it might be you know and sometimes I think that as children we're like that aren't we we get distracted oh look at that over there on the side of the path or oh I want to go over this way that looks good 
or I've taken my eyes off God and all of a sudden I've crashed into a pole, some crazy life, life thing that's come my way. Stay close. Keep your eyes on Him. Keep your ears. Listen to Him. Listen to His voice. Proverbs talks about righteous and unrighteous paths, wise and foolish paths, crooked paths and straight paths. And you know, we need to remember that our daily decisions, the daily choices that we make, they actually do affect our overall life path. It's really important to remember that. You know, um, I, was, I read up this thing that if NASA was going to launch a rocket, if they were one degree off course at launch, by the time it got to like one mile, it would only be 92 feet off, right? But let's say that rocket was heading for the moon. By the time it got to the moon, well, it wouldn't actually reach the moon. It would be 4,169 feet off course. See, sometimes we can think, oh, it's just a little glance at that picture online or it's just a little, you know, gossip here or it's just a little, um, you know, thing, you know, oh, it's just one day that I skip reading the word. Guilty. <laughs> you know, oh, it's just one day that I didn't talk to God today or it's just one day. It's just, it's just a little thing or a little thing here or a little thing there. Or, you know, it's just one Sunday that I'm skipping church, you know. But like the truth is that one little thing, one little thing leads to another little thing, to another little thing, to another little thing. And soon we are way off course and we are thinking, how on earth did I get here? My life is in a mess. But then on the, on the flip side, you know, one little thing, a few minutes in his presence every day. One little thing, just reading a chapter of the Bible every day. One little thing, making that decision. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord and that includes being in church on a Sunday, every Sunday. And you might say, you have to say that because you're the pastor. You know what? Before we were pastors, we were in church every Sunday. It's how we've grown up. It's what we do. We're in church. Frankie was born and I was devastated that we couldn't go to church because there was this flood and we couldn't even get out into the church, right? But a few, weeks, a few days later, the next Sunday, we were in church. In fact, a few weeks later, we became youth pastors again. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just what we do. It's a decision we've made. It's a life choice for us. One little thing, one little choice, one little decision can change everything, can set you on the most beautiful course or a terrible course. And, you know, it's why it's such a great idea to be in a connect group, right? To have people around you who can speak into your life and who can, who can hey, hey, I've just noticed lately something's not right. What's going on? Or, hey, I've just seen this behavior. Or, or, hey, I am so proud of you. You are growing. I can see it all over you. Like, I love seeing you growing in God, you know, like having that connect group, that, that friendship support group around us to keep us accountable, to cheer us on. And that's what this is. It's a community of believers. But you know what? We're not just supposed to come here on a Sunday, do our thing and walk out again. Because I was thinking this week, you know, okay, God, I want to be on your path. But you know what being on his path includes? A whole lot of other people that he's put on your path so that you can encounter them along the way. So I want to ask you this morning, who's on your path? 
Who's on your path? Who's on your path? I'm really sorry, team. I forgot to say goodbye, but you sound so beautiful. <laughs> Are you good? We won't be long. <laughs> Sit down if you want to. Sarah's like, yeah, right. <laughs> How good does it sound? <sighs> He's so good. So who's on your path? Who's on my path? Just keep that thought in your mind. You know, the major... See ya. <laughs> the major stuff-ups of our lives, like the, the times where we go, yikes, like the big the big gear. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? You've all got things flying through your mind right now. The major stuff-ups of life. The hard heart, the unrepentant heart, the really bad attitudes, etc. They don't happen overnight. It's not like one day you wake up and you're ultra. It's not like one day you wake up and you're, I don't know, a crazy gambler. It happens by decision after decision after decision after decision, doesn't it? Little decisions along the way. And this is not supposed to make us feel bad. This is just talking about, you know what? What path are we walking? And you know the beautiful thing, church, is that with one decision, you can readjust the course. You know, maybe a few or a lot of decisions led you to a certain direction. But hey, one decision can turn you back around. One decision. You know, it's the opening of the door of our heart here and there that lets the enemy in. You know, we've got to be so careful what we're opening our lives up to, what we're opening our hearts up to, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're allowing in. Because the enemy, all he needs is one little crack <laughs> to start to come in. You know, people say, oh, I'm a Christian. I couldn't be demon-possessed. But you know what? That's rubbish. Like the devil, if we give him a foothold, he can get in. Bible talks about it. We've got to guard our hearts. Even our thinking patterns start with a negative thought here, a negative thought there, letting your, your mind start to run wild. And it can lead to all sorts of stress and illness and disorders, right? But the Bible says we can bring every thought captive to Christ. One little decision. I'm going to bring that thought before Christ. What does his word say? Nah, that's wrong get out <laughs> you know the bible says we can renew our mind daily in the word that's why he's given us the word to renew our mind daily to renew our thinking to change our thinking little decisions like i said to read the word each day spend time in prayer to talk through issues things that we're you know let's not leave it until all hell is breaking loose in our life to talk to someone if you're feeling a bit stressed, if you're feeling a bit anxious, if there's some gear going on, if, you're, if you know that you're like not in a great space, go and talk to someone. Ask for some help. Let's not be people who, who are like, I got it all together, I'm good. But let's be real, right? Let's, let's go, oh, I need some help. I need some support. Help me get through this. Let's be real with one another. Psalm 37, 31 says, The law of God is in his heart. His steps do not falter. The law of God, the Word of God, when the Word of God is in your heart, your steps will not falter. And you know what? Not in your heart in a religious sense. Too many of us, too many times, and I've been there myself, we get religious, don't we? 
we get a, a self-righteous kind of spirit and we think we know the Bible and we know what the Word says and, you know, you know what? It's not about that. It's about, it's about knowing the Word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us on the path. And it's about a freedom. Jesus came to set us free, not to bind us in religion. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. His word is a light. It's a lamp. It guides the way. It helps show the way. You know, church, when we're making big decisions in life, right? And the truth is we all have to make the big decisions, okay? Maybe it's a career change or maybe it's, you know, moving somewhere or maybe it's, I don't know, whatever. The big decisions of life. Don't do it when you're tired, Don't make the big decisions when you're tired. Don't make the big decisions when you're stressed or in anger or in frustration. Oh, fine, I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Next minute, no money. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, don't make those big decisions in those moments, but breathe. Wait on Him. James 1.5 says, Now if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God for it. He gives generously to all. God wants to give us wisdom. He is wisdom. Jeremiah talks about, call on me and I will tell you great unsearchable things. Call on him. And he wants to speak to you. He wants to give you direction. He wants to to help you. You know, I remember when, and and sometimes, like I said, we overcomplicate it, right? Because um, we, we start to think, oh, but God, what is your will? But the truth, God's given us a free will, right? And he says, sometimes he says, you choose. You choose. Like when Tim and I, we lived in Adelaide. We got married. We were married for about, I don't know, eight months or something. And um, I felt to come off, well, it was lo- actually six months. I felt to come off staff at the church that I was working at and didn't really know what was going on. But within a month, we got asked to go to Perth and be youth pastors. Then we got asked to be youth pastors in another, like a different church in Adelaide. And then we got asked to be youth pastors in Brisbane. And I was like, I've never been in demand this much my whole entire life. Like, what the heck is going on? Must be the favour that Tim has brought into my life. Anyway, um, it was Tim. They really wanted him. And so all of a sudden we're faced with these life choices, like pretty big decisions, right? And you've got like Jodie who flippin' loves her family. Not that Tim doesn't, but, you know, like didn't, the thought of leaving, I was like, heck no. Whereas Tim was like, yeah, Brisbane, let's do it. Let's go. And... You know, he's Mr. Adventurer. And, um, and I remember praying, going, God, what do you want us to do? And I actually just felt God say, it's your choice. You choose. You choose. I'll bless it. And I was like, what? <laughs> Come again? But I, I really, like, as we prayed and, you know, started to think on each one, it was like, as I thought about this one, I just didn't, we just didn't have a peace about it. It was like, nah, there's peace missing. It doesn't feel right. The next one, Tim was like, no way, mate, we're not going to Perth. <laughs> and then Brisbane, Tim was like, yes, let's do it. And I, I really didn't want to. But then over time, like, just, I just actually felt God say, you know what? If you don't go, you might miss something that I've got for you. And I was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> you know, but it's a big decision. But that was kind of the process, right? Like we, and we sought counsel. We asked our pastors what they thought. Our pastor, whose church we were in, I mean, he was like, I think he actually recommended us to the Brisbane pastor. <laughs> like maybe he wanted to get rid of us. But, you know, like this is, 
You know, we didn't make the decision when we were tired. We didn't make it when we were stressed. We didn't make it in a, oh, you know, oh, we just have to make a decision. Oh, okay, um, Brisbane. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was a, a weighed out, prayed about, thought about decision. So that's what we need to do when we're making those big decisions in life. Seek godly counsel. And, you know, we might still have a few nerves. We might still feel a little bit like, oh, you know, I was definitely nervous. But there was peace. There was peace. And even when we got to Brisbane and I was homesick as anything and I hated it for the first year and yet I was leading people and pretending that I had it all together (laughs) but then crying like a mess at home. I was like, I just have to make it through a year. I just have to make it through a year. Got to the end of the year and felt like God said, I haven't released you. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, we're staying. It wasn't long after that. I was all in. My heart was there. So, you know, it's just the journey, right? It's the journey of decisions. Proverbs 3.6, in the many translations, always let him lead you and he will clear the road to follow. He'll clear the road. He'll get the roadblocks out the way. He'll clear the road. The Passion Translation, become intimate in him, in whatever, with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. New Living Translation, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. 2 Corinthians 6.11-13 in the message, it says, Dear, dear Corinthians, I feel like this should be, dear, dear Penrithians. I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Oh my gosh, I feel so challenged by that. God, am I living in a small way? Open my eyes to see. I'm speaking as plainly as I can. I love that. And with great affection, open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. You know, there's something profound about being carried along by the wind, isn't there? I can feel the wind of the Holy Spirit even now. And, you know, um, in one of the prayer meetings this week, Gabby was here and she said she sensed like the like the wind of the Holy Spirit or or the current of the Holy Spirit and just that thought of how hard it is to walk against the wind. You know, when the wind's coming at you and you're like a full, you know, and you're trying to walk against it. It's hard work, isn't it? Or or if there's a a stream that you're in, like a a current, like you're caught in a rip or something and you're trying to swim against it or walk against it, it's just hard work. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit, church. Like the Holy Spirit is blowing our lives in a certain direction and we can choose just to be blown along with Him. There's something so incredible about allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you by the wind, the breath, the, to, to jump in. And I just sense that this is a new day for us, church. It's time for us to say, you know what, God, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. I might have been standing on the riverbanks kind of watching what's going on at this church. I might just be here brand new today and if you are, welcome and sorry that this is a bit random but God's here. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe you've been kind of ankle deep so far but I want to encourage every single one of us and everyone that's not here today to say, come on church, let's jump in. Let's jump into the current. There is a, a torrent blowing and flowing through this place and it's the Holy Spirit and I tell you, it's not going to stop here. The riverbanks of this 
room are no longer going to exist. The, the torrent, the, the flow is going to flow out of these doors and down into that arcade and out into your workplace and into your neighbourhood and to your family, your community, to your friends, to everyone you meet. Who is on your path? Who is on your path? You know what? My path is that arcade downstairs. I'm on a mission. <laughs> yeah. There's um, the school's partnership industry downstairs. There's a few of them that I muck around with each week. I'm like, see you Sunday. <laughs> they ask me how Sundays are going and I say, why don't you come have a look? They're on my path. They're on my path. There's a girl in the cafe downstairs that I was like, hey, do you work Sundays? She's like, no, just Saturdays. I'm like, hey, Sunday morning. Come, come. She's on my path. She's on my path. Who's God put on your path? Who's God put on your path? You know, this week I was praying and like someone's, like a cafe owner, the face just popped into my head randomly. And I was like, oh, what's that? And I just felt God say, go and deliver this word. And I was like, oh, okay. You know. And again, you know, you've got a choice, haven't we? Okay, do I walk down the path of bravery and boldness where God's saying, go and deliver this word? Or do I go down the path of, ah, oh, that was probably just me. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Like Sarah last week or the other week shared a story about God speaking to her about praying for healing for someone at her work. She had a decision to make. Am I going to go down the, the path of bravery and boldness and actually step out and pray for that person? Or am I going to be like, nah, too scared. Go down, the, go down the scared path. Who's on your path? Who's on your path? Which way is the Holy Spirit blowing you, leading you? Stay close. Keep your eyes on Him. Listen to His voice. So easy, but it's not actually easy at all. <laughs> because it takes discipline, doesn't it? It takes discipline because it's so much easier, let's be honest, to just walk our own path, to set our own thing. This is my career. This is my thing. I'm going to make this money. I'm going to buy this. This is what I do. And, you know, like not that God's not in that stuff, but every day I want to be like, God, Holy Spirit, you guide me today. You lead me today. What does my path look like today? Where are you leading me today? I want to be like Job, Job 23.11. I want to be able to say, my feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to his way without turning aside. My feet have closely followed his steps. I have kept to his way without turning aside. 